Hey guys, it's Kira and you're listening to my show Historic Looks Fashion Hooks live on Ross FM 94.6. Today I'm going to be breaking down all the 80s trends. What was happening in the 80s, the top looks, the whole thing. We're going through it all. So guys, that was Queen, Killer Queen. But first I want to talk about Papinator. That song, Love is a Battlefield. Um, so basically what, what was really iconic about that song was back in 2004 actually. Um, 30 not, 13 Going on 30 was a movie that really took the 80s inspiration and they that was one of the hit songs um, that they chose to use. But basically the character in that, that Jennifer Garner actually played, um, she based her whole teenage character in that basically on the 80s and growing up in the 80s. Um, the, but the writers of that song were Holly Knight and Mike Chapman. And so basically um, Mike kind of, they were approached and basically asked to write a song for this album that Pat Benader was putting out. And I suppose when you look at that music video, Typically in the 80s, a lot of music videos, they were kind of set in that like smoky kind of bar nightclub kind of scene with the kind of the yellow, I would call it like a yellow kind of light um, and shun on them. But there was those messy kind of hairstyles. The backcombing was like such a huge trend back then. And you can kind of see the the actress in this music video like sporting that. And again, the, the kind of the clothes that look like they were like totally mismatched together. There was the fabulous scarf, but then she had the, the lovely she kind of that black dress with that kind of wrap around um, over the waist, that kind of wrap around kind of tie there with the belt. And it was just kind of fabulous the way they just really presented this this freedom, this movement of again, girls just want to have fun. It's that Cindy Lauper kind of theme going out throughout of a, throughout a lot of it. The eighties was definitely an era where people just wanted to party. And I suppose others like Madonna, um, when we think of Madonna, we think of that iconic, the big hairstyles, the back home. I suppose she had shortcuts too, but definitely was that idea they just wanted to have fun and they were all really hopeless romantics. Um, And then when we think about Queen, again, the kind of killer, a lot of leather kind of started to come in again in the 80s and the animal prints was so, so popular. You had cheetah prints, the big fur coats, the long kind of the short little mini dresses. But again, the the leopard prints. And it was just a really time where they had no problem sporting at real animal fur on, on all their outfits. And I suppose that stemmed from leggings to handbags to skirts and even sunglasses. Um, but we'll kind of get more into that in a few moments. But yeah. So guys, that was Madonna's Crazy For You. Again, Madonna was so iconic. She had the bushy eyebrows, the platinum blonde hair. And again, I suppose she was very popular for kind of dressing with the power looks. This was a thing in the 80s, the padded shoulders and these power suits. It was like all the rage, you know, and that really kind of they were trying to take this idea of these career driven women, I suppose, suit, office office suits and kind of like we'll, we'll talk about the the fabulous like fashion when it came to shoes and things like that, like stiletto heels. All those things were really coming into popular in the 80s and the big boots. And I suppose Grace Jones was mad into the sharply tailored suits. And I suppose we had the broad padded shoulders and there was this real girl power theme that was kind of coming in I suppose as we've been learning throughout history and I've been saying it in most of the shows it was really an exploration fashion was for a lot of women to come out of this time where you know it wasn't all about the kitchen sink anymore and washing dishes and looking after kids it was really time for them to kind of embrace career and they were very driven and very 
motivated and they really wanted to prove a point that it was time for their independence and they really wanted to be standing out and that was kind of their fashion was their real main focus in order to bring out that character and bring out that other side of them we saw kind of like artists today like artists like Annie Lennox um, and then some artists today like Lady Gaga Rihanna they're all try and Lord even they're trying to recapture some of that powerful energy that they had in the eighties that those influential women had and they look up to a lot of those for their inspiration when it comes to their clothes because I suppose like we can even see like a lot of kind of clothes shops like Zara again are trying to bring those looks back River Island a lot of the time with these padded shoulders there's a real influence with the eighties and I was saying a few weeks ago the seventies as well. All those looks are really coming back into trend. I suppose we had all the crimped hair. Madonna was always sporting that, a lot of that. And I suppose makeup-wise, it was a lot of blush, the big bushy eyebrows. Um, we were definitely not, not nowhere near the ideas of the 90s with the skinny eyebrows. It was definitely, 80s was big and bold. The big red lipsticks, or sometimes you'd see these blue lipsticks or you'd see purple lipsticks they were really not afraid to express themselves when it came to color and they definitely went bold on the lips and bold on the eyes with these sometimes you have these smoky eye looks other times you'd have these like big bright colors um because i suppose a lot of drag fashion and things like that started to all come in around that time so again a lot of that was all influenced but again that focus on the cheeks with the blush and Madonna was definitely iconic for a lot of those looks but next up we're going to hear Joan Jett and the Black Hearts another Joan Jett was also another artist that was very much so influenced um, by the bold looks and I suppose you hear that in her tone of her voice there is that bold there is that expression of ferociousness and, and wild that comes out in a lot of her vocals but here we are anyway so that was the amazing Cindy Lauper. And again, I think of the yellow hair. It was like that real, it wasn't even blonde. It was, a, it had such a yellow, wild texture to it. And again, the massive um, fascinators, she was mad into the fascinators and she kind of brought out a lot of that trend, those headpieces. And again, she liked the animal print a lot of the time and she kind of loved her feathers as well. And I suppose we often saw her with those orange kind of orange shades for her um, eye makeup and she loved the eyeliner with the blues. A lot of the time, this strong eyeliner and strong lip liners were massive in the 80s. And we also saw these side ponies, which would have been quite popular in Girls Just Want to Have Fun. You see them wearing the side ponytails and the pigtails. And that was really all in, in the 80s. There was that fun element. Even the, you often saw a lot of the roller skates. That was also a massive kind of trend. And I suppose a lot of the times in cafes in America and things like that, there was still that diner kind of influence um, going around, I suppose, at that time. But I'm going to go through a few popular makeup brands of that time. I suppose Maybelline, um, which we still have today, was very popular. It seems to be kind of vintage makeup. I suppose Clinique which is still around today. We have Rimmel London, again, still around. Elizabeth Taylor, still around. Um, I suppose CoverGirl. Um, but I hadn't heard of this one, Pond's um, Shampoo. And again, I suppose they were mad into their hairspray back then. And a popular one was called Aquanet. And the other things they were really into as well were these things called Kissing Coolers. And these basically smelled and tasted amazing, apparently. And they would often use like... They would take things like Coca-Cola and kind of bring those in and trying to... This is when they really kind of started to um, play around with bringing in like things like strawberry and they really wanted to accentuate the idea of if you're wearing lip gloss and, and or lipstick, like that it can taste nice, that there's not these awful smells 
um, that back in the 60s, actually, a lot of their makeup would not have smelled great. Um, same in the 1940s. So they really wanted to play around and make makeup, makeup even more fun. So they would have kind of added in these flavors like cherry cola, strawberry fizz. And again, it made it quite cool for like teens and um, became very attracted into wear, wanting to wear more makeup. And even like as young as kids, it was kind of planting the seeds of that idea. The makeup industry were really kind of trying to, um, what's the word, but grow it from different generations. So they had like peppermint twist um, everywhere. And I suppose people were mad into lip gloss those times. They, again, the big bold lips, but also smothering on loads of lip gloss. Again, Love's Baby Soft was another um, hit in the 80s. And I suppose they had lavender in this, rose, vanilla and musk. Um, another thing was really popular as well um, were these things called caboodles. And this is basically where it was a little box, basically, but it, kept, it was like a little beauty box, but it was basically kept all your little essentials. Like you could put your nail varnish, you could put your um, foundation, your little eyeshadows, your mascaras, basically to keep everything together. And those caboodles were very popular amongst, um, especially in the USA, um, in the UK, and I suppose throughout Europe as well, they really, really took off. Um, and then I think the pattern ran out and I suppose then it really exploded and so many people went into that industry of just literally producing small makeup boxes. But Lip Smacker as well, which is still around today, um, that started off in the 80s and the most popular flavours back then were watermelon, cherry and Dr Pepper, <laughs> uh, which is Dr Pepper has since, since been changed to, um, it's basically like a fizzy cola that you can actually get these days. Um, again, the press-on nails, they all came into trend. Um, many of the young people, I suppose teens, were all wearing them to their proms, particularly the red ones. And I suppose they were all the fashion colours. So nail nail trends, different shades of nail polish, the gel nails, all those started to take off. Um, thanks to Kylie Jenner at the moment, who's really kind of brought back those 80s shades. You also had Mood Magic Lipstick. Um, what was really cool about this was it actually used to change color according to your mood. More so at the moment, you only really see that with you can get mood rings, but that seems to have been taken off the, the market, mood magic with lipstick. But that was really popular amongst teens back then. Um, you also had <laughs> this thing called Electric Youth by Debbie Gibson. I have never heard of this before, but basically, again, it was so popular among the teenagers and a lot of the singers would have been sporting these back then, especially the likes of Blondie and things like that. Um, these were fruit scented perfume, um, but mostly in the commercials, they really tried to play around the idea that if you were wearing this perfume, that every guy would just drop dead for you. Like that was basically the whole idea there when it came to advertising. What's really, really ad interesting about the 80s and advertising was how they decided to create this idea with T-shirts. They became very, very aware of printing T-shirts with words. So we would call this the slogan T-shirts. So basically they would write things that were both political and quotes, I suppose, like free living, all these kind of ideas. I suppose brands like Polo, Lacoste, Tommy Hilfiger, Calvin Klein, um, they all kind of looked into this and became aware of how they were literally, they could just advertise all their brands by writing them on the front of T-shirts. But it was more so designers that were trying to put messages across, like... Um, 
freedom, all those words. But after a while, they start to think, oh, hold on a minute. We can actually, instead of writing quotes, why don't we actually put our brands? And that's the best type of advertisement because you think about it, people are walking around every day with these brands. And that's when clothing and branding really took huge. And, you know, it wasn't just about a brand um, that you'd be attracted to because it would have good quality clothing. It started to become, oh, Tommy Hilfiger. That's a cool, that's a cool brand. Just the name of it. And they'd literally plaster that in the front of clothing, which we see so like everywhere today. But that's when it really took off was back in the 80s. That's the sl- they took that slogan thing of them trying to, you know, politically um, put a message across and changed it to their own way to advertise their brand and target teenagers, target young 20 year olds and just bring about this trend. Um, oh, you're cool if you can afford Tommy Hilfiger and you're cool if you can afford this, that and the other. So that's the way it started to go with brands. But here's another amazing song. We'll talk about it a few in a few moments more. So guys, I am back and you're listening to Historic Looks Fashion Hooks, but I'm also delighted to be joined on the phone by the fabulous Carmel and she's tuning in all the way from Wexford. Carmel, tell us, what was it like growing up in the 80s? Well, it was very... Um it's very different in that it wasn't like the discos now I think it was very they they were very kind of you had to um, you had to kind of eat before you like they can food served as far as I remember in the like chips and whatever because the alcohol there was a clause you couldn't have alcohol for that time two o'clock in the morning unless you ate something and there so that the guys usually came over and chucked the across floor and then uh, after the dance and it kind of was a sort of a 360 degree shuffle on the floor and um, something like Johnny Logan or Mam at the time, George Michaels and or Whitney Houston or something like that and you always have to make arrangements to meet afterwards um, because there's no mobile phones or somehow were limited phones as well, house phones. So the, the arranging to meet up again was definitely done on the dance floor. And what um, we wear? Jumpsuits and jeans, and it was a high waist of jeans. And padded shoulders were a big thing. Uh, all the jackets had padded shoulders in them. And tell us this. I can't remember the way with the hair, so I think it's perms, yeah, mostly perms. Mostly perms. And because I've seen like back combing, and I suppose there was kind of that, that kind of bulky look with the hair, kind of with the big curl curlers, and I think again the perms. But also the mini skirts were really only taking off then. Can you tell us about kind of can you remember back like what kind of would you have typically seen uh, mini yes. skirts? Yes, the mini skirts and we wore the lighter tights and um definitely padded shoulders, jumpsuits for him and um, little stiletto heels, these tiny little stiletto heels, most uncomfortable. <laughs> really? <laughs> you just wore them for the night. And um, perms. And the men, the boys generally had the long hair and shorter cut up on top. Okay. Remember. Yeah. And smoking was definitely allowed. Um, yeah, definitely allowed. And, that they, and as I said, this slow dance, like a, like a hulk almost, shuffling across the floor. And some guys were brave enough then to try squeezing a kiss. Um, what what really did look like feeding time at the zoo was, was you'd really be choking 
Christmas. It wasn't. It wasn't very pleasant. But yeah, um, it was very. Uh, it was a. It was a funny time. Totally different to now. I think a lot different to now. And tell us this, like when it came to, um, like prom or I think I suppose America would call it prom, but I suppose over here then we'd call it the Debs. But when you think back, like what kind of looks back then? Like I suppose were the, were the dresses quite poofy or were they quite slender? Or, like, what would you remember back that you would have worn? Um, I mostly wore the short mini skirt, but I'd have, um, it was these bat wing tops, like, the sleeves were, were, were long, and then there was a wide under the arm, and it fitted then onto the waist. Um, was it mostly kind of two pieces? Because I had a look and I see that there's an awful lot of these long skirts. And then I suppose yeah. the, those short, I suppose the short tops, I suppose, with the, the long sleeves. So I suppose they were quite popular, weren't they? They were, absolutely, yes. And the stiletto heels, most uncomfortable, narrow little shoes with a tiny little heel. Um, but as I said, there was no mobile phone. And if you wanted to meet up again, you had to do your uh asking then or you know or you wouldn't be the person again by chance and it was it was tough on guys because they had to walk across like back in the 50s they had to walk across the, the floor and ask a girl and it was either the girl said yes or it was the walk of shame back to their friends so it was it was a lot different to standing around and just talking to random people in the 80s it was very different they had it's more like back in the 50s they literally had to walk over and ask the girl to dance so yeah wow and like when I think back like politically as well a bit like what was the climate like was there like loads of jobs in the 80s or was it a time where there was like a lot of new people trying to bring in different types of careers or what was it what was it like growing up um, as a a young person in the 80s definitely every girl was encouraged to do a secretarial course okay they weren't going to go to college simple reasons they would they would be soon that to go work in an office or something or like that kind of thing and so the secretary of course was always an option if you didn't decide to go to college or do further your education and um, it was just seen that you would try and work in, in in office duties that type of thing or hairdressing or a trade um in that way you know so yeah it was definitely um definitely an option you know Absolutely. And can you just tell us like, what were kind of makeup? I was talking about makeup earlier on, but kind of what was like the popular kind of makeup brands or trends or what kind of like types of jeans? Like what were you really attracted to back then? Um, I was uh, the makeup. Oh, there was Max Factor, Vichy and oh God, Gucci, all those kinds of perfumes and things and perms and everything. So it was, it was, it was, it was, it was a variety of makeup, Renault, the cheaper makeup as well, but uh, Ross was another one. There's so many different types um, in all the pharmacies. They weren't available in the big in, in order stores, mostly pharmacies. Okay, could tell us this? Could you get your hands on false eyelashes back then, or was that a thing? Sorry. Could you get your hands on false eyelashes or anything like that back Absolutely then? Was that a thing? No, really? No, no, they didn't come in until nineties. I would say. Um, no, absolutely not. No, no. Wow, no. and there was no such thing as organic makeup or anything like that back then. No, and no, nothing like that. It was nothing like that was uh, was available um, in those days. Nothing like you couldn't get eyelashes or anything like that. It, they were only available in salons. Okay, okay. Well, thank you, Carmel. And like, on, honestly, that was lovely to hear that kind of insight. That I suppose back then it was. 
I suppose, between men and women, there was that relationship. You'd have to kind of, there was that signaling, I suppose, in nightclubs. And I suppose we, you really painted the scene that the idea that it was it was the smoky nightclubs. People were smoking indoors. Again, we see that smoking with girls. Smoking and all your clothes smelled of smoke when you got home. <laughs> and it, this was the thing. And that was that went with the whole night's entertainment. You had a smoky, you went out with beautiful perfume and dressed up. And then at the end of the night, you were smelling of smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose they were really breaking all the rules back then and it was kind of that rebellious I think of the uh, the Breakfast Club an iconic movie when I think back that idea of like you know you had all your little kind of you had your, all your little clicks throughout school I think we see a lot of that as well as I referred back to there in that 2004 movie um, 13 going on 30 and I suppose um, we think about that idea of them all like jumping out the windows nearly to get to the nightclubs like sneaking off on the parents it was that definitely that kind of theme wasn't it and you had to have a car if someone didn't have a car you had to plan your, your trip home wasn't it yes you did you had to plan your trip home and you had to um, organise your meeting for the next meeting for the date or whoever you wanted to talk to you had to um, organise it there and then or you mightn't see them again because you only got one chance and that was there was no some houses didn't have phones and there was definitely nobody with phones in the eighties. Wow. Well listen, thank yeah. you so much for coming on and painting that little scene for us. It really gave a great insight. Um we're gonna Absolutely. Thank so you fun. so much, Carmel. Have a lovely evening. You take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, bye. So guys, our next track is Heart of Glass, Blondie. Again, another fantastic singer, very iconic and really pushed the really popular in the fashion. Here we go. So guys, I was talking all about the 80s there with Carmel and we were really kind of um, breaking down the atmosphere that was going on those times, especially being out and about because that definitely was definitely a party era. But what I really want to talk about is the, like dancing because <laughs> dancing was a thing. I suppose they were all in the nightclubs, but leotards and bodysuits, <laughs> they were so in trend. And I suppose like you had the music divas like Sure, and they were really at that hype. Like they were pr- trying to promote and sell this kind of sportswear apparel, we'll say, in all these bold colors. That became a real 80s thing. We had John Fonda and she completely took advantage of women's obsession with dance and exercise with fitness videos. So I suppose they were really kind of um, poignant in showcasing an extensive collection of bright colours and bodysuits uh, but we also then again had that double denim craze that most people are terrified right at the moment they will not wear double denim anymore that was definitely an 80s trend but no, people had no problem wearing the denim jacket with the denim jeans um, and even like we had like a Johnny Depp which is quite a uh, big topic at the moment now is Johnny Depp but definitely he was also one of those people to really sport the double denim look um, again in the 80s which was really really popular um, Michael Jackson actually who was fond of denim but also fond of leather again a really iconic singer um, that had no problem um, really going out there and expressing himself with fashion I suppose the Queen were the same as well they were mad into their denim jeans we saw that with all their concerts a lot of the times or kind of in well, I suppose when they were taking paparazzi were taking pictures and in magazines denim was definitely a thing that kind of had that kind of you were wearing denim um, you had that kind of cool edge but again it was wore everyone kind of wore denim this is the thing um, Levi's were very um, popular jeans and I suppose top celebrities at those times you would have had Nick Cannon um and he had a hit sing, sing, uh, single in 1986 and that was produced by Madonna and Stephen Bray. But again, they were all in those music videos. They were sported. They sported wearing these double denim jackets and high-waisted jeans. And that continued with Marvin Gaye bringing those on. 
um, Sam Cooke, Percy Sledge, and that kind of boosted Levi's sales and vinyl records. So there was definitely this idea with music and fashion, um, the two industries really, really working hand in hand to boost each other's um, sales. So that was kind of a big, huge thing. But um, again, I suppose with the sportswear, uh, thick, thick socks and high top trainers, very, very popular again with this fitness celebrities, I suppose. Um, gyms were kind of starting to be a th- very popular place in the 80s. Um, catwalks even sported these outfits and the, the high top trainers. Um, you had these lace edging socks, uh, were definitely an 80s fashion statement for some of the girls. Um, neon socks paired with the other, worn with trainers. Uh, they were very popular in the gym, even meeting with friends or even, uh, even as far as the office. They were wearing socks everywhere ankle socks heels began to emerge and I suppose MTV movies and catwalks were really kind to emphasize and those and sales really boosted and everyone had to have a pair again we had women's sheer tights they were very very popular I suppose the short mini skirts um, were all mostly all worn with tights I suppose those kind of black we think about the black opaque tights even it was all about showing off the leg and accentuating the figures um, we've got Debbie Harry's little chic black dress accessorizing with striky hosiery. So again, they were all huge, huge in. Well, guys, I was talking all about the 80s and I suppose the sporting fashion. But again, like things I haven't mentioned would be the stirrup pants and leggings. Again, they were quite like these hot, hot tropical prints. They were all huge. We had the stripes. We had the polka dots. We had, I suppose, I suppose leggings. <laughs> That's basically basically it. But there was the these stirrups had light metallic frames, and they would actually hang on either side of a saddle, kind of, and used to support mounting or, and riding. But these stirrup pants, they borrowed that concept, um, and they had that strap of material basically at the end of the foot to hold the pants in place. So they would take a lot of. Um, basically, I suppose, typical activities that we would do. But again, they would try to bring those con- kind of concepts into fashion. I suppose when you think of like handcuffs, and I suppose that's where cuffs came from. So again, they would take a lot of like practical things and then they would kind of go, okay, how can I make these practical items and incorporate them with fashion? And that's what really the 80s really, really did. Um, aerobics, ballet, dancing, they these all started to permeate into the daily fashion looks. Um, ballet like clothes like typical ballet stuff you'd actually wear now out in the street to um, a nightclub or things like that so they were definitely really incorporating all all sports wear into modern day every typical day fashion and Madonna was definitely iconic for wearing the pretty bow (laughs) we often would have seen that in ballet but Madonna would take the bow and she'd, she'd she'd turn it retro but she'd pop it in her hair and again she'd see her with the big hoop earrings and she had no problem wearing loads of bring. And again, a caramel, as referring to what Carmel was saying earlier on, smoking, they wore it like it was a trend. But listen, guys, thank you so much for listening in and let, and exploring this 80s fashion era with me, which was such an like a, a pinnacle time for society. And really, we take so much inspiration from it today. But my last song of the evening is Michael Jackson's Beat It, another amazing fashion icon. So, guys, thank you so much for listening in to Historic Looks Fashion Hooks. Have an amazing evening.